नमस्कार दिस इज अखिलेश भार्गव वेलकम टू टेलपिट्स ऑन बिजनेस एंड फाइनेंस विद मी इन अ ट्रूली डेमोक्रेटिक एंड मार्केट ड्रिवन इकोनॉमी इट इज द फ्रेश कैपिटल इन्वेस्टमेंट बाय द प्राइवेट सेक्टर व्हिच इज द मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट इंडिकेटर ऑफ अ वाइब्रेंट एंड ग्रोइंग इकोनॉमी इट शोस द ओवरऑल कॉन्फिडेंस ऑफ द इन्वेस्टर एंड ऑफ द कॉर्पोरेट इन द कंट्री एंड दस इट्स विलिंगनेस टू रिस्क इट्स कैपिटल इन इट्स इकोनॉमी such investments have long term spin offs and benefits for the nation they create jobs they generate taxes and they help the nation to develop and prosper but private sector investments have been languishing in india for the past many years despite india's huge backlog of investments in infrastructure and the giant business and consumption opportunities which are provided by its young aspiring population the government has itself been seized of this worrisome reality of the stagnant private sector investments and it has been initiating reforms and measures to encourage the private sector to invest in india of late apart from the prime minister himself many senior ministers have been exhorting and appealing to the private sector to invest in india they have been articulating the attraction of india as an investment destination to domestic as well as to international audiences in a recent meet with the business community at los angeles india's commerce minister shri piyush goel said that it is a golden time to invest in india and he invited the business community there to be a part of india's journey to become a developed nation shri piyush goel said that india has the advantage of a demographic dividend its youth the aspirational people he said is the biggest opportunity and each of them is connected with the world with access to the internet thus showing the kind of consumption that can emerge out of this segment of its population he then said that the next 25 years of amrit kal as the prime minister articulated will define india's growth story india as an economy he pointed out in 2047 can be seen as a powerhouse driving global growth he then says that india is preparing to grow rapidly due to the impact of foundational changes and structural transformation that has happened in the last few years in india mr goel quoted cii estimates to say that india will be a 35 to 45 trillion dollar economy in 2047 thus taking us into a league of prosperous and developed nations therefore implying that the time to invest in india by the private sector is now if piyush goel was appealing to the international investors to invest in india the finance minister was asking the domestic investors to do so the financial express reports that speaking at a summit she asked indian corporates as to what holds them back from investing in the manufacturing sector in india when she says that foreign foreign investors are extremely bullish about india she wondered if corporate india just like lord hanuman needs to be reminded of its immense ability the finance minister said is it like hanuman you don't believe in your own capacity in your own strength and there got to be someone standing next to you and say you are hanuman do it she says or she asks who is that person going to tell hanuman 
it certainly cannot be the government according to her. That was her address to the summit asking the private sector, why is it not willing to invest in India? The finance minister said that the growing confidence of overseas investors in India is reflected in the sustained inflows of foreign direct investment and foreign portfolio investment in addition to greater participation in the stock markets by the foreign investors. She said that she would want to know from the industry as to why are they hesitant to invest and assured that the government will do everything in order to get the industry to invest. The Financial Express reports that the finance minister's statement comes at a time when private investments have remained elusive in recent years or they are limited to just a few sectors only. The fact of the matter is that on paper things look good and that should trigger huge investments into the country. If you look at it, there are several rosy factors which favour investment in India by the foreign investors as well as by the domestic investors who she was addressing. And which are those? The first factor, the twin balance sheet problem that we face from 2014 is nearly over. Bank NPAs have been minimized and banks are seemingly able and eager to lend. The second, corporate balance sheets have been deleveraged by repayment of past loans and they are now eligible to borrow. Moreover, Indian corporates are now reported to be sitting on record levels of cash and cash equivalents which can be invested into new projects fruitfully and profitably. The third factor, capacity utilization has reported to have been improved, heralding the need for build-up of new capacity and thus the need to invest more. The next one, consumer demand is now showing signs of revival in India. Corporate tax rates have been pruned with tax holiday given for startups. Further, Banks have been directed to lend copiously in order to support private sector investments and revival. The other factor, a booming IPO market is helping corporates to raise cash for growth. Amidst an uncertain global economy, the Indian economy has been relatively stable and thus should attract investments. Further, schemes like the PLI are providing financial benefits to corporates, thus encouraging them to invest. And finally, under the China One policy, due to its trade and geopolitical conflicts across the globe, many MNCs are seeking to move their manufacturing bases out of China and India can be the most preferred option for all those wanting to exit China. These are the rosy factors which should help investments to come into the country from outside as well as from the domestic corporates and investors. But despite all these attractive incentives, the domestic investor has by and large been unmoved so far, preferring to sit on its cash rather than risk it into new projects. But there is a mixed trend evident here. Some sectors are attracting investments copiously, but that too only from just a few top business groups. The likes of Adani and Ambani are ever ready to invest with big amounts. The Business Standard reports in this matter that the Tata Group plans to invest $90 billion, which is about 7,20,000 crore rupees in India in the next five years in new industries such as mobile components plant, semiconductors, EVs, batteries, 
renewable energy and e-commerce. The Tata Group's proposed investment of $90 billion is far bigger than the $75 billion investments announced by Mukesh Ambani's Reliance Industries and even more bigger than the $55 billion investments proposed by the Adani Group during the next five years. The real picture of such private sector announcements of investments as per a report in the Mint is that the Mint says that as per the CMI data, the private sector accounted for 94% of the new capex announced in financial year 21-22, of which 81% came from the domestic corporates, 13% from the foreign investors, and a mere 6% from the government. This very well goes against the claim of the finance minister asking the private sector to invest. It is a private sector which has been making most of the investments. The Mint then says that private sector contribution to fresh investment has increased steadily over the past decade. Then it says that only a handful of corporates, however, have been investing, and that too in select sectors only. Over one third of investments in 21-22 came just from five projects from the likes of Vedanta, etc. It further says that only a few sectors are attracting investments, and that too from few large corporates only, with oil, gas and power accounting for over 50% of the fresh capex announced last year. The Mint report finally says that global slowdown and volatile commodity prices have been a dampener and fresh capex announcements sequentially fell by 53% in the June 22 quarter. Why such investments are proposed by some of the big corporates and conglomerates only? That too, very selectively. It is the MSME sector which is suffering and it is generally devoid of any investment plans and announcements. It is demonstrative of the K-shaped recovery and the kind of unequal growth that has taken place in India. The big ones investing, the small ones not willing to invest. The big ones are booming and the small ones are suffering and there are many reasons for their ongoing struggles which hold back private sector investments from the MSME entities. And what are they? The first one, the combined impact of a draconian demonetization, onerous GST and the COVID pandemic have drained the core capital out of this sector, which is now ridden with strained finances and stretched balance sheets, unable to raise fresh capital and invest more. The second factor, the market share of the MSME sector has been encroached and eroded by the big corporates. Perhaps they will never be able to take it back. The third, the business and tax laws and their administration has become so harsh and difficult that only the big ones can endure the rigors of the administration and of the judicial system. The small ones simply perish under the load of tax and other disputes, unable to revive themselves. And finally, the compliance costs under the laws are often too steep and unbearable for the small sector, which they are not able to bear. The MSME sector suffers from lack of confidence such that it would rather conserve its meager resources than risk its resources into fresh business, into fresh investments. And this unwillingness or inability of the MSME sector to invest is actually bad news for the economy. This sector not only contributes to over one-third of India's GDP, 
but it is also the biggest job provider with far more number of jobs being provided and generated by say per rupees 1 crore of fresh investment than those generated by the big sector for the same amount of investment. For example, the proposed investment over rupees 1.5 lakh crores in chip manufacturing by the Vedanta group is expected to generate just about 1 lakh jobs while the same investment in the MSME sector would have generated jobs many times more. The fact is that if this sector is not growing, job generation is going to be held back. As the small sector shrinks under the onslaught of the K-shaped recovery, it means that India will continue to witness a jobless recovery, even if Hanuman in the Indian industry awakes as the FM appeals and private sector investments take off not just by the big corporates as we are seeing, but also by other large corporates. We will need to ensure that investments take off from the MSME sector. Only then we would say that the industry has awakened and it is time to grow fast. This is Akhilesh Bhargav signing off till we meet again. Namaskar.